The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. Fearful are the cities where your children are enslaved. Fearful the city that took your sons. As, is, as that city rejoiced at your collapse and made merry at your downfall, so shall she grieve over her own desolation. And so it is, the city today has the power. Everybody looks to Washington, the president, the Congress, the Supreme Court. But the real power exercised over you is right there in your own backyard. And no one sees this. They complain about big government. But we've been federalized. We give money to, or rather the federal government gives money to the cities and demand that they meet these criteria, demand that they do this. The power, I wrote long ago, years ago, that the real power is in the city council or the county commission. That's where things have to change, not Washington. We're protected in the umbrella of the state rights. 
And I think this would speak across anywhere, whether it be France, it'd be Italy. The power who governs you and watches you and says you can't do this, you can't do that, is right there in your own town. And so that's the basis of they fight the first shot. Shows you how to have self-governing bodies again. Because the best government and the best governing ability is local self-government. In Nehemiah, it says, In Jerusalem itself, tyrants who are residents there were importing fish and every other kind of merchandise and selling it to the Judahites on the Sabbath. He says, I took nobles of Judah to take tasks demanding of them, What is this evil? This evil thing that you are doing, profaning the Sabbath. Did not your fathers act in the same way? with the result that our God has brought all the evil upon us, upon the city. Would you add to the wrath against Israel by once more profaning the Sabbath? Our cities are corrupt. They don't work. They're dead ends. They're history. They're over. In the future, when everything unfolds, what are you going to do in the city? How is it going to survive? They can't even survive now. They're all struggling with the budgets. And it's related to the Sabbath. And through the Sabbath, those small sins of you going out to eat and paying somebody else to work for you, everything else falls apart. Because if you break one law, you break all the law, according to the book of James. So don't think, thou shalt not kill, or, or thou shalt... Love thy God with all thy heart, that you're doing these things and you're violating the Sabbath, that you're not breaking all the commandments. James clearly says in the scriptures, when one violates one law, they're all broken. What does that mean? You violate the Sabbath? You open the door to everybody to break the others. You contribute to that. And the whole culture begins to disintegrate and begins to fall. Once it falls, we blame other people and not ourselves. Once we see the path that we're on is a dead end, and that's the latest messages, that's what they're about, to make us see what we ourselves are doing and how we've contributed to this and what we've been blind to in this sense. Ivan comes to us, or rather Ali comes to us at Ivan's prayer group, and she says, do not permit the world to lead you. She wouldn't say that if we wasn't permitting that. Oh, one might say, I don't do that. Everybody's done that. That's why we are where we are. Years ago, I wrote, I think it was in As Go God's People, So Goes the World. Elon gave this message last night to us from a lady. Do not permit the world to lead you. Joan picked up this writing that I wrote several years ago, a week ago. Our lady lays out what even we're going to do before we, while we're doing it, she comes and confirms a message that says to do that. And I think you'll see that when you hear it. 
Society in growth is called culture. Society in decline is civilization. Culture is built, led by an elite group, however big or small that group may be. But the group which builds culture must lead to continue growing as a culture. It leads not by force and repression, but rather through giving witness to a way of life that others follow by example. When culture, in this case Christian culture, no longer is growing, it is because those who led its growth began to follow those who it formerly led, that is, those who lived base lives, those whose culture's history is actually regression from Christian virtues. Once this happens then all of society will begin to crumble, destroying the original culture as well as themselves. Those virtues and those ways which originally built Christian culture, if we go back to it, will change the reprobates or non-believers, and they, the Christians, will lift up all people to become more virtuous, more civilized. To change those Christian ways which have progressed man and follow those who are not Christian is to all of man's own detriment, both Christians and reprobates or non-believers. All of man suffers regression when he follows that which is lower on the virtue scale than that which elevates both them and us. We are to be purified and then to lead. It is Our Lady's plan. God wanted the Jews to separate from the ways of the Egyptians. Many a people throughout history fell when their culture accepted ways brought in by the ungodly. This is proved throughout history. Solomon took up the ways of his wives, who were formerly slaves, worshipping idols. Rather than Solomon changing them, they changed him. He quit leading, and they were never lifted. They began to lead, and he fell. This is the record that goes round and round since Adam. Adam led, and Eve was kept safe. Adam began to follow, and Eve fell, along with him, along with all future men. Israel's history shows repeated regression through those who were allowed to be among them. God wished for Israel to lead, to influence, to set the patterns, the spiritual path, but the opposite happened. When they failed, they became just as the people who were infidels. We are in this pattern today through the influence of music, television, cultural heritages which contradict Christianity, and there are many more. When man begins to look at where he has been and who he is, it is the thermometer, the first sign of decline, the constant looking back into the past, at the good old days, are real signs of disease because man senses in his spirit that the present and future have very little promise. It is not to say reflecting on a rich past is bad. Our Lady herself, on the 18th anniversary, June 1999, reflected on the beginning days of the apparitions. But the longing for the past speaks that one does not long for the future. The future for the true Christian is filled with promise and hope, Ever-expanding culture brings a satisfying contentment where man is not always looking back but is joyed at the prospect of tomorrow. 
This is the building of culture, and it gives evidence of itself. No one has to tell you. It makes itself known. As culture grows, man does what he does in a natural way. He does not do it with great and lofty thought or showy spectacles, striving for effects. His work, his duty, his feast days are real. Feast days are real celebrations because it is time for celebration. His accomplishments aren't celebrated. Rather, the result of his accomplishments are, and by all. When it is not centered on what man has done, it is n t centered on what God has done for man. Today, parades, fall festivals, city festi- festivities, etc., are devoid of life, carried out with pomp or motivated without sentiment as to its purpose, a performance where the heart is missing, as in an empty husk without corn, a hole without seed, a shell without a nut, to give the appearance of joyous celebration. As a husk does to corn, a hole to a seed, or shell to a nut. These things are done and participated in without understanding why they're done, and they give appearance of growth of life, when in actuality something is gravely wrong and very sick. Mardi Gras in New Orleans and other places around the world, marking the beginning of Lent, is a prime example. Man celebrates something that is no longer of God, but now of man, and it has become obscene. Nay, beyond obscene. In short, society is dying. Technology has prolonged its death, and our state of continuance that we are now in can go on for a long time. Nations do not die overnight. One must face reality. Society's healthy, expanding culture has died, and society is dying. I guess the question would be from this reading today once that decline has begun, Can that be reversed? Once, once society has begun the path where it is turning into what you say civilization, can, is it possible that that can be changed, reversed, or does that society have to die and a new one has to rise up? Well, first we go to when we refer to civilizations, we refer to something in the past. You know, the culture is something you talk about in the present. And society, as is, is it goes toward not building culture, Christian culture, goes to the society and becomes without God. You lose that when you, when you quit being grateful. Massilian wrote long ago, Oh man, how you ought to blush for being so ungrateful and not give some tokens of affection to your God who has loaded you. With so many blessings and especially the crowning gift of conversion. This is what we live right now. And so our focus is not only, we've got so many blessings, even right now, it amazes me how people say the economy's bad, this, that, and that the economy's not growing. It doesn't have to be growing. We're eating, we've got roof over our head. The, hot, the, the screams about we've got to give more food stamps and we've got to do that. This is all from sin. There's sides of the highways people can start gardening and, and get your food.、Uh, I read an article a few days ago about the rural areas, people are more people in the rural areas. Is that true? Or is their income level showing less because they're putting some of the laborers into their own garden and they're eating better? 
We base everything in the wrong way. Our solutions are wrong. The sicknesses we identify are even wrong. That we got you know economic this and we got this. We got to improve credit. We got to get more people more money to borrow. We got to give more food stamps. We got all this is wrong. The clarity of thought comes from wisdom. Wisdom comes from God by living in statutes. All this is a gift. Once you get this right, you can understand everything. And you need to know what your enemies are. Obama is an enemy to the moral order. The man is destructive. For he, He's for evil, evil things. It's amazing all the conservatives and very talking about how all this is going to bring Obama down. Obama can't be brought down. Because he's the Syrians and God has allowed him to be placed there. And there's only two reasons he will be brought out by anything. And it won't be by Benghazi or the other scandals that he's part of and the wickedness of things that he's done. It's going to be simply because God decides it. And God won't decide that until if my people seek his face turn away and repent from his, their sins, he will heal the land. You do that, then God will act. Pray fast, God will act. That's all lady's words. And so we have no hope for this man being removed except by God and secondly, by the powers that be who are in positions to perpetrate the evil and have been given the power of that just like the Syrians there. They've appointed him. They placed him there. He was conjured up way back in uh, 2004 or so. All that's there. Handpicked. Groomed to be where he is right now. So you're not going to remove him. You're not going to impeach him. Except by the two ways. The powers that be decide for it for their expediency of what they want to do in propagating the evil that's coming. Or either God decides it. And man... And the church, the Christian, are not where they need to be for God to decide that. So it ain't going to happen. And once we realize these things, we got to realize that we've got to start living our Sabbath. we got to celebrate God, what he's done for us, not what we've done for him. Because we do nothing because all good is good. Somebody said to me yesterday, um, is it going good for you? I said, well, God is good. That's where the good comes from. If you know God, then it's good. The person looked back at me and gave me a receipt saying, thank you. You know, I didn't plan to say it. I just said it. It just came out. But this is what Marcellian was talking about. Oh, man, how are you ought to blush for being so ungrateful. Are we giving tokens of affection to our Lord? Especially for the gift of conversion. Marcellian says the crowning gift of conversion this is a blessing. Thank God I'm a Christian. How fortunate I am that I'm not raised an Indian and, 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 and a Hindu. Not to condemn other people for what they don't know or they haven't been given, but to be grateful that I have been given the wisdom to know that I can be a Christian and the beauty that comes from that. The culture and mankind has developed and flourished through Christianity. In this decline... We will not flourish. We will decline. And that's where we are. And nobody's to blame more. Nobody is to be blamed more than the Christian himself. 
So these are the things that's important to understand. We are where we are. The city is tyrannical. The councils of what they do is over us because they've been given power over us for this reason. We are who what we get. These things said, what's the solution? It's very simple. Right, these messages are the, are the solution. Live God's commandments. Use this time of grace that it might go well for you. How? In grace. By God's grace. Following His grace. Frank? Yeah, this is it. Uh, we uh, need the grace of the Sabbath. And until we turn back to the Lord and give Him His day, we've chosen this evil. We've chosen tyranny. And so, as Jesus' apostles were able to hear from Him daily, we've really been experiencing this with Our Lady in words from Heaven, that she speaks to us directly. And so daily, uh, as, as you do every day, we get direction from Our Lady. And so yesterday I opened my email, and I got an email from you about Yvonne's apparition at 10 p.m. And so shortly after that, we opened Our Lady's message, and we were in the appendix. It's on page 675, and we read two pages about preparing for the vigil, which was 10 p.m. This was uh, July 2nd, 2009. It was 10 p.m. the year before when Our Lady appeared, and it was 10.30. And so there's this whole uh, discourse about preparing for the apparition. And so Our Lady confirmed, because in the end, Maria said, Our Lady wants us to prepare much in prayer for the vigil tomorrow night. It was a confirmation of what I just read on Medj.com about you encouraging us to be on our knees at this time of apparition. And so Our Lady was telling us, as her apostles, that this is the most important thing that we do every day. Our Lady is going to be appearing on earth at 640 today in Medjugorje at uh, 12 o'clock Eastern. We'll be preparing for Our Lady to come. I know you will at 11 o'clock Central. You do this every day. And so Our Lady's showing us how important it is and, and what graces are available at this time of apparition. How much more should we prepare for the Lord's Day, for the Lord to work in us with His body, blood, soul, and divinity, and to be still and, and let God complete our works? And this is the, uh, this is the most important thing. The, um, the administration is what we deserve. And it is Christian's fault. And until we take, look what happened while you're sleeping seriously, until we spread that to the, the pastors and the churches in our area, we have no hope for, for change towards liberty and change towards freedom. I kind of never thought, even three or four years ago, that people would be buying books by the cases to distribute and give away. They fired the first shot. People have gone, some people have given away 20 cases. And every time they give one book away, that's $5. That's a $5 shot. They couldn't have imagined four years ago they'd be giving away $5 bills. But you spend money on entertainment. You spend money to fix the roof leaking on your house. 
and the quality of our life, the social aspects of our life, are just going away. So if you spend it on pleasure, why would you not spend it to protect the sacredness of life, the quality of that life? And if your nation's roof is leaking, why would you not fix that? And so people have transformed their mentalities and realized, and they've continued to do this, what they fired the first shot, and they're finding that it radically changes people's thought process mentalities and it has a solution rather maybe it doesn't have a solution it has the solution it's not a is the it's not an option or here we go pick the grocery cart different things or different products it's the only solution that's been laid before us and it really came from our lady you need to propagate this you need to spread this Frank mentioning, look what happened while you're sleeping. It explains about the Sabbath. This was written six, probably six years ago. And, and tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people are adopting it. I was just told from Medjugorje that a brother came in from Ireland who became a brother because he was convicted after he read, look what happened while you're sleeping. And he's on his way to the priesthood. He said he was knocked down, convicted by this. We hear from people all over the world by that. We're getting people, by our lady's words, via our lady's words, to start living the Sabbath. Why? Because you can't stop abortion until you, until you live that commandment yourself. You expect people that not, I shall not kill, and you can violate another commandment? You violate one, you violate them all. You contribute to that. I contributed to that. That's why I began to change. That's why I wrote what I wrote. After living that, it's not ink on paper. There's power behind it. Because our lady has shown us as a little village here at Caritas what she wants us to be. Hers, consecrated solely to her for the purpose of her son to live his statutes and flourish, to be a flourishing culture. We're flourishing in what we do. Is it difficult? You bet it will be for you too. But the, the light is at the end of the tunnel. And it is the future, because there's no other future, because what we live here is based on Christ, through our lady's messages of how to live. Thanks. what's going on in economics? Well, um, silver is uh, going through a cycle of the correction, and most analysts now think that it's, it's finished in this cycle. Uh, particularly this week, they think uh, Monday we saw a reversal day because of uh, how much buying was uh, was bought when silver made a new low on Monday. And so uh, these periods happen. What was the new low? It it went to it went below twenty one overnight. Wow. We didn't see anything below twenty one in New York, but um, but but this these periods just happen that at the end of a major correction. There'll be a washout. It'll go further than people would think it'll go because it's decided in the paper market. But it has really nothing to do with reality. These uh, numbers work very favorable to add to your positions here. Uh, they're going to be. They're not going to be here for long now. Uh, the on the paper side, the um, onus has moved to the weaker hands on the sell side, and so. Uh, the paper sellers are short 
you know, a couple hundred million ounces, um, and these are hedge funds and small traders that uh, are going to have to cover a lot higher. So what this means is is that if you want to take advantage of this price, you, you should do it soon because it doesn't look like it's going to be here for long, and it's it's a tremendous gift to our ladies' children, and it's a uh, tremendous opportunity for those that have been seeing this for a long time to add. That's what we're certainly looking to do, and we have been for the past few weeks, and uh, and take advantage of this by, by spreading this message to your friends and family and um, getting the miraculous metal edge going around for conversion and for getting uh, the fruits of your labor safe. Well, it's important because we haven't talked about it in several shows for quite some time. We have the one-ounce pure silver. Actually, I saw uh, National Geographic at a car wash the other day that the American Eagle is the most beautiful coin ever ever formed. I don't, I don't buy that. I think the miraculous metal Medjugorje round is. It's about Medjugorje. It's about her ladies. It's about what she's done here. It's about what she did at Lourdes. And they're selling this thing for $34 an ounce, which would be $19 or so, what, $34, but $14 over, over spot, basically, somewhere around that. We designed here in our graphic design, I designed a round for the purpose that everybody has to use a means of exchange for what they have. Several weeks ago, we did a show called You're Insane to Have Money in the Bank, and you are. They can take it, they can lock it up, it can go away. That's coming. It can happen at any moment. So how do you store wealth? When you kill a cow for beef, you put it in the freezer to preserve it. How do you preserve the dollar? You can't. It's paper. They're printing more and more and more of it. The only way to preserve it, to freeze it, or to saw a side of beef or pork, rather, is to have some means that you can preserve it. Silver is intrinsically valuous. Value doesn't come from man or from a printing press. It comes from God. It's a rare metal in the earth. Gold is more rare. Traditionally, silver is 15 times, 10 to 15 times more plentiful in the earth, meaning it's 10 to 15 times less valuable. The value is the same. It's only because of the production is, is there and the amount of gold and silver in relation to each other in the earth has the same value, except you can get 15, 10 to 15 times more silver. Silver has been depleted. It should be much closer than 15 times less the value. It should be actually surpassing gold. All these things are, ain't going to happen. You can't argue fact. It's not about opinions or projections or we're saying to you, do this because of that. And because we have an exchange, we always, I'm always looking here to prayer for ways to filter out Our Lady's ways to bring conversion. The miraculous metal we know is miraculous and brings conversion. That's why it's called the miracle metal after people struck it. Or the, the uh, St. Catherine's confessor went to the bishop and they struck it secretly. People started coming back to the convent and says, I want one of those miracle, metal, miracle metals. And so in 1989, when Maria was told to pray for those who carry the miraculous metal, knowing that people have to have, uh, want to preserve their wealth, what they've worked for, their side of beef, they've worked their labor, and put it in the bank, 
instead of putting their meat in the freezer, they're putting the wealth in a frozen, intrinsic, valuable item that's physical, a one-ounce silver piece. And when that's exchanged, it brings conversion to others. People who carry it, 1989, November 27th, I think was the date, Maria was told to pray for the salvation of those who carry the miraculous medal. So far, we've struck over two million of these, going on what ninety million, ninety million dollars. Yeah. That being the case, there's a lot of rounds out there with the miraculous medal. People aren't going to throw away because it has value. So people are buying silver with paper. Our latest children who've listened to this show are buying it physically. And when it dropped down to $21, it's just a no-brainer. Put everything you got into it. But if you bought it 40 don't worry about it. You still have value. The dollar you don't. The race to keep printing, to keep this system going, is built on an evil desire. For those who, through this crisis, through our sin, the crisis has come about. But to use this crisis for unjust gain. People are making billions of dollars from one moment to the next. Not through labor, not through their efforts, but through manipulation, suppression, and illegal activity. It is illegal. We all know that. The Justice Department knows it. But because corruption reigns, nobody's going to do nothing about it. So that said, just to give a brief explanation of why we did this, we struck it for the purpose of having what you have when it's distributed to bring conversion, plus to preserve what you have. The number one goal, always to qualify, is to have your ground... And your food coming from that ground to your mouth and get in that position as quick as possible. You can't do that today. It's big decisions. It's life-changing decisions to change where you live or buy your place or buy the right place. But what you can do today is exchange all the wealth you have. This is a temporary wealth. This, this very fragile. It can fall and go away immediately to something that can't go away, which is silver. And I don't mean by silver bars or the American Eagle for exaggerated prices because we went to a mint, we looked across the whole United States and said we don't want the price of our spot for minting to be where somebody's making money on it. We want to have this where the people can get it. It's a ministry. You're crazy for not doing it. You lack wisdom for not doing it. Many people have cashed out 401ks and hold it in that. If you have to exchange it, yes, it's up and down. If you exchange it at the wrong time, you might lose on it. But it can't disappear. Your security is there, and it's stable. Frank, to contact you about this information. You can call us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com, and our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Any last statement? Yeah, it is. The, the miraculous metal, heaven knows, the miraculous metal magic going around is the most beautiful silver piece on earth. And it is the, in higher demand than any specialty around other than the, the government, uh, American Eagle and those things. And we don't have to go too far back in history. Just 1968, when we could look at a dollar, and it said the bearer on demand was guaranteed that there was silver backing this dollar. And so... It doesn't take too broad a search of history to understand that uh, a note is not constitutional money. Uh, silver is constitutional money. And so um, the, the paper system is tyranny. 
exit it. This is a tremendous opportunity. It's given you by grace. There is no natural reason that silver should be so low. It is tremendously supernatural. Uh, one thing I read in this advertisement about the American Silver Eagle was that it's the most purest one-ounce piece. It is one-ounce, right? Yeah, it's the, same, it's the exact yeah, same thing. Pure, purest, 9, 9.99 purest silver piece out there. When we was at the Mint and deciding who was going to have this ability to mint these rounds, the Marcus Major Round, we saw that he measures, because you're going to be off some grams, that he measures always over. So it's more silver than the American Eagle. It's by a fraction. But consistently, we, read, we, read, we laid rounds on the scale, and consistently he does overage, so nobody can ever accuse it to be under it. It's not exact, or it's not just under it. A lot of them are under. That may be inconsequential in so many ways, but what I'm saying is what people go for, what they buy in, don't go for it, don't buy it. Buy something or get something. You don't buy this. You just change your funds that you have now that have this worth of faith because it's worthless, but the dollar, the faith people have in it, you can exchange it for this silver, and by doing so, you, you get that where the intrinsic value is. So there's nothing even purchased. We'll be with you, I guess, this coming Saturday. Today's Thursday, so just a couple of days we'll be hearing from you, or we'll be hearing from Our Lady, and you'll be hearing from us about this, whatever it has. Be praying for this message. Be looking out for what it is that she has for you to do today and the message she has for you today. Until next time, we wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Good night. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.